2: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. You're watching Oil Nation every day with Tyler Remchuck, your one-stop shop for all things oilers.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Oilers Nation Every Day, the lead.
0: (laughs) You want to host the whole show today? That was excellent. We could.
1: Coming up on today's show, we have Game Notes, a giant question, Stephen Ellis, that way, and much, much more across this next hour of show on Oilers Nation YouTube channel where if you want to comment in the Charm Diamonds and a YouTube chat, you have to subscribe to the show, and we'll, but we'll read your comments throughout. We will.
0: <laughs> We're also live from the Sports Closet Studio. It is a Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of the program as the Oilers are not just back on home ice, but looking to get back in the win column after a not great first week back from the All-Star break. Um, Does anyone get? anyone see that Liam's more high tempo than Tyler? Anyone witness that?
1: High tempo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do
0: you mean? Someone said you seemed enthused about the start of the show. <laughs> Tatch for holding me back. I love being here. Life. Yeah. I love being <laughs> here. I can tell because you're watching a Crusaders game right now. Big game. Are they playing right now? Bruce Grove, hockey, hockey day.
1: Down I, to the right. I can Rose. never see what's Why going on. Why would they with your do life. that on a Tuesday? Well, here's a funny story, Jay. One <laughs> time we did it on a Wednesday. And next thing you know, third period's about to start and everybody's leaving. So I like pulled aside one of the teachers, like, Where's everybody going? It's like early dismissal first Wednesday of the month. Oh,
0: I thought maybe because it was
1: cheesecake Wednesday. Nope. Third period came around. It was literally nobody in the stands. It was a crazy event.
0: Yeah, I went to a hookie, hockey day. Uh, that was my only Bakersfield Condors game. Oh, I didn't know they did it. A lot of kids screaming kid. at the top of their lungs, dancing to all the top 40 that was being played. <laughs> Anton Schlepeshev just lighting it up. Sleppy Tony slap. I miss tone. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd bring him back one year deal. Show me contracts. PTO mid season PTO. One of those, like what Poole got with the penguins.
1: Literally everyone on the others line.
0: I, well, you can't go that far, but we'll talk about that a little bit today on the show. It is a game against the Red Wings coming up tonight. So we're going to be talking about that. What did you just put in there? <laughs> Oh, this Liam <laughs> just in case. Just that is funny. Case. You never know. I could leave and the show would be totally fine.
1: I made that myself.
0: Uh, we got game notes. Liam has something he wants to show us later on in ter- in place of the mock
1: trade. Yeah, but I don't have a trade. Like I have the player I want and I have no idea how we'll get him. Well, so Cindy we'll Crosby? Work. No, but that would have been good. That would have been good. We'll
0: work me. through the problem together. I like that. Also, Stephen Ellis, our daily face off prospect analyst. He wrote an article over dailyfaceoff.com. Five teams with the most prospects that they could move ahead of the deadline. And the Oilers were on that list. What? So we're going to bring Stephen Ellis on to talk to us a little bit about that and who he could see the Oilers potentially moving on from. But first off, game tonight against uh, the Red Wings. Weird little kind of bounce back spot for the Oilers. If they win tonight, I'm not worried. If you lose tonight and it's like, okay, you've come out of the break and lost to the Wings, lost to the... King or sorry, lost to uh, the Golden Knights, lost to the Kings, didn't play great against the Ducks. And if you lose to the Red Wings on home ice, I'm kind of gonna sit there and be a little like, eh, what's going on here? Just a little bit. Not panic mode. I won't lose to no, yeah, right? like, uh, yeah, There'll be question marks. They, they should bounce back. Like you could see, like that was an emotionally exhausting game against Vegas. Like big stakes on the line. We played our asses off, didn't get the the outcome we wanted. Kind of laid a little, kind of laid an egg, Anaheim, but we got the W, and you just see that we were just totally kind of on E uh, against the Kings, and just like simple stuff that we normally don't do is happening, like Connor losing control of the puck, just like un, that's so un, like that's just weird, right? So like this is like that just that's a, that's a signal, right? So yeah, I expect them. You know, that was on Saturday. This is Tuesday. Bounce back. Connor's running hills last night, as we saw on social media. So yeah. like. He's taking this by the bull by the horns and taking this head on. So I'm expecting this just to be, you know, you can't discount uh, Detroit. You know, they'll put out an effort. They got some 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 skill players. Been but playing good as of late. Seven two yeah. and one in their last ten. But got you got to get that W because you're right. It 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 would be considered a slide. Yeah. So it would be sliding all three of the Oilers opponents this week, the blues, the stars and the Red Wings all have seven wins in their last 10 games. So there's not really an easy spot on the bingo card, which again, I think considering you have two road games to end the week in St. Louis and then in Dallas, that puts more pressure on you needing to win tonight. Like your home schedule later in the month. Sure. But you're going to head out on the road, play a couple of teams that are playing really well right now. Take care of the one on home. Ice. I I think You know, there's a bit more emphasis on this game than maybe there is on the game on Thursday or even the game on Saturday. If they lose one of those two, I'm not going to be upset. But if you lose both of those and you lose tonight, now we're starting to freak out a little bit. So take care of business. tonight. I think it's an important game, even though it's cross conference, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, I think they need to kind of get back on track a little bit, don't they? But didn't they do this right before they went on the 16 game streak as well? Lost three. Well, it was won they
0: one eight, eight, lost three, one sixteen, and now we're in well, whatever we're in right now.
1: You want thirty two in a row? This is what we got to go through. You got to lose six. No, just three again. Oh, just three threes. The reset. But I would. I almost count Anaheim as a loss in a way. I know they won, but it wasn't a so good bad. game. They played terribly. Yeah, so they've had three bad games in a row. We'll put it out that. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So thirty two starts tonight. But I think it's what's the thing too? It's like. They have thirty three games in an sixty six days or something. Yeah, like that. Tony yeah,
0: yeah. had a tweet about oh, yeah, that. They got it's, a crappy finale to the season. It's fun. I mean we had a real we had a that breeze, sixteen game heater was clutch. Yeah. yeah, well we had a breeze of a January, not like opponents wise, although a little bit opponents wise. But just
1: every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday,
0: Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yeah. Like you were in this rhythm, and now it's like okay, the the flip side of getting to have a breeze of a January is you're gonna have a gauntlet at some point. And it was Tony Brar who said. Tonight begins a stretch where the Oilers will play their final 34 games of the regular season over 66 days. That's a lot of hockey. That's more games back than days backs. off.
1: Yep. So there's giddy a lot, up. A lot of good teams in that too. Still yeah. I have to play Vegas and one more time. Got to play Things LA. Got to
0: play Boston in there. You got to play Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh's not been great this year, but Pittsburgh I know is Dallas. on the schedule twice. There's, like
1: there's a lot to play for.
0: Dallas will be a, that's a, that's, that'll be an interesting game. Granted it's
2: 1030 in the morning, our time. Is it or something? It's super early. It's one p.m. Our time. Yep. Yeah, it is.
1: Maybe it's a different Dallas game. No, nope. why did I have 10th room? It doesn't nope. matter. They play on the Sabers on a ninth at ten thirty. Yeah, sure, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Got to be it.
0: <laughs> but uh, that'll be a good kind of telltale game, like because like. Dallas is a good squad. See how we measure up against them. Yeah. Like kind of a different look. We played Vegas already a couple of times. Gone to take of that. Dallas best team in the central as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right, let's get into what everyone is saying over in the charm diamond centers, YouTube chat, before we get to everything else we got going on today, I need to give some love to charm diamond centers, proudly Canadian owned. And it has been that way since 19. 19- 1972. More than 85 locations across the country through Charm and their sister brands, you can get a ring custom built and delivered in less than four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece Program. Unbeatable pricing policy. Find out more about all that at CharmDiamondCenters.com. Uh Christopher Palmer said he will be there in Dallas with McMullet. and then they're meeting us in Arizona for the Nation vacation so giddy up that's going to be oh, a lot of fun.
1: McMullet's on his world tour right now. Yeah, he's
0: at like every road game. Jeez, yeah. I it's wonder if I sweet. wonder if he's how oh, he's got. he must be flying around cuz that's a lot of a lot of terrain. Yeah. Uh, or you skate around like Cody CC. Hey, okay, Waddy, that's intense. <laughs> Worry about burnout and injury. I think, you know, depth, we're definitely going to need it here. And I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in the next month, we see Philip Broberg back up with the big club, just because again, it's a lot of hockey. Guys are going to get worn down. Guys are going to need nights off. Could so. just make a trade. Could also make a trade. That also ties in a little bit to what you said, Liam, with the bottom six, not exactly pulling their weight right now. Like, Having more than just the big guns going is also going to be massive as the schedule gets more intense. Cause it can't just be Connor McDavid and Leon dry settle for 34 of the final 62 games of the season or 62 days of the season. But this is when Connor does heat up though. He's a March player. He yeah. loves March and April. So
1: that's that, fair that as well. That third line. No, oh, that's a step up tonight. They need to prove everybody wrong. Well, how many minutes did you say they played just 80 something.
0: Together, or 41 minutes together. That third line, they have not scored a goal in no those 41 voice. minutes. That's 40-some shifts, you know, where you have not scored one single goal. That's not good enough, man. Not good enough. Uh, the Oilers are expected to line up like this uh, for tonight's game against the Red Wings. Top six stays the same. Don't hate that. Bottom six, well, you're mixing in Gagne over Matthias Janmark. I like having right. Sam Gagne out there on home ice. That third line, though, I mean, running out of patience is, is how I describe my feelings towards it.
1: I just don't... I don't know why we're back. Like, why are we back here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that second line was having so much success. How come Fogel can't drive this third line? They don't play well together. Corey Perry on that line was perfectly fine. They gave it one game, and that was it. I don't get it.
0: But now the issue is Perry, Settle, and Kane have actually been... They were a, good. They, they've been too good, and you don't want to break them up, right? I know, and it's... They've been a force well just this just tells you the holes we need to address mm. it's glaring
1: now I, it, it is uh, with this lineup yes. yes but i just think the players are actually there to, if they're put in the correct positions where we they, we've seen them succeed but they shouldn't uh, leave them uh, no i get it like they, they shouldn't be second line players <laughs> but if they perform why not like i the, hey i'm not saying they shouldn't go out and get somebody but those guys were in those positions, and the only line better than them, the whole team was, was on a heater. But the two best players, the two scoring players, were McLeod and Fogel.
0: Yeah, I know. So like, they just had like, and like that is not a sustainable situation for them.
1: Maybe not, but for them to go from scoring fifteen mm-hmm. points over what was it, twelve games, something like that, maybe maybe a bit closer to fifteen, to basically having zero now. Is too dramatic of a drop off. Fogle and had old, fifteen and sixteen. There that's, you go. But that's the only thing that's changed though. is that Fogle and McLeod aren't playing on that second line anymore.
0: Yeah, this shows the power of Leon Drysaddle.
1: Exactly, and it's such a. It's been a struggle to find players to play with Drysaddle or get. Let's and get him a really good three C. Well, maybe we will.
0: Oh, that that tells you. You get him a really good three C. Move McLeod to the wing.
1: I think that might be the play.
0: Oh, so now we're back to Boone Jenner.
1: Huh? Can we just get into just, it, Liam? Can just we just play, get into it play the clip? Is <laughs> this yeah. your thing? <clears throat> Made my new lineup. Okay, and wait, wait. wait. Set it up.
0: Okay, well, it's all going to be a part of the mock trade for the day, yeah. which you all know is brought to you by Service Credit Union. Liam's lineup today is fake, but what's real is the Service Big Share Contest. Back for a sixth year, and it's your chance to win a million dollars just by saving money. Anyone can enter, and for every $500 you save, you get five entries into the Service yeah. Big Share Contest. You can even transfer your existing savings to service for a chance to win $1 million. Maybe you take the million. Donate it to the Oilers as cap space. The contest ends April 30th, 2024. Skill test required for rules. Visit service.ca slash win. We're getting to this earlier on in the show, but Liam's fired up. Explain to me what you've done. What is this?
1: So I went on to dailyfaceoff.com. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I copy, website. Great. One of the best. I copy and pasted the jerseys onto a piece of paper. And I that's made impressive. I made Every a lineup.
2: Individually, I yeah, can see
1: Individually <laughs> back in the good old days of when we used to do it on the green screen in the other room. That's what I used to do. So I brought back an old little skill of mine and I, I came up with my new 2024 <laughs> Stanley Cup championship lineup. And <laughs> <laughs> so the top line is as as follows: Nuge Mc, McDavid Hyman. My I did not
0: line. see this before. The <laughs> fact I said Boon Jenner is great.
1: <laughs> my second line is McLeod Dryside Fogo. Third line: Let is it go. Kane Jenner, Harry. Okay, and then my fourth line is Gagne Holloway and Brown.
0: Just we're just one piece away.
1: I well, I'm a defensive side of this. No, I didn't make a a defense. (laughs) Chris, imagine Chris Tanner on a blue line. There we go. Yeah. Now my upgrades. I think, I think if you go and get a strong third line center, it really plays into the puzzle a little bit, and you can put guys in better positions. I think that third line would be an absolute menace. Yeah. It
0: would I, be li- good. I like it. I worry that's not enough support for Leon Dreisaitl, No. But I realize how easy the argument is against that because you can look to a 15 game sample size where that was enough support for Leon. In Dreisaitl. a non playoff yeah. environment. But mm, that third uh, line, that third line, I see, bet you, is that third line will produce in the playoffs. Playoff so then that takes so a bit of pressure off the second line. No, to no, no, no. no. But, you need your second line to produce. Uh, so you'd probably want to get a another piece to plug in there.
1: But on top of that as well, I think when you look over that 16-game streak and look when those guys are scoring points, like McLeod and Fogel showed up when they needed them against the Rangers in that first game. A lot of those games were very tight games across that entire 16-game streak. There wasn't many blowouts where they were just stacking up points. They were contributing in close contests, which they're not playoff games by any means, but the intensity of like trying to win the game in a close contest was there. I don't disagree that, hey, like Bogle McLeod haven't exactly been consistent for... That's a funny <laughs> comment. For, How for about me Liam? It <laughs> could be any, anything you want. Liam. <laughs> TM. Yeah, <I get> <laughs> But I, I think they can, they can thrive. I don't know. I like that fourth line, too. And like, someone earlier was like... what's crazy, though, is those three players all play on our team right now, and they don't play together. Like, instead, we have Derek Ryan and Matias Yamak holding down that line. Like and Connor Brown, I, mean, I almost put Lavoir in, but I want to keep Brown in there for the penalty kill reasons. You don't want to mess with that too much. And because like, he's got to score eventually. He's got it.
0: You walk up to the roulette table, so it's, it's been totally red read 46 that. straight times. You bet black. <laughs> and if you don't, you bet it again. And then you bet it again. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm back in. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone earlier was like, oh, you're out of patience with the third line, but not Connor Brown we are well past the point of being out of patience with Connor Brown. It's at the point where it's like, whatever he kills penalties. He plays on the fourth line. I don't care anymore. Um, but I don't know, Jay, 15 games. Someone said it. 15 games is 15 games. Rusty. I love you, man. <laughs> I love you a lot, but the playoffs is a different beast, but and- why you have that new third line. They're dogs. Yeah. You're big. That's dogs. the third line you need in the playoffs, but your second line still needs to be better than that. Cause that line can easily go quiet
1: easily go quiet mm. i I can see the argument for sure. I just think you need, orders, need another insurance policy The order is okay. just there's not a lot to work with. I think if they were to get another forward, they wouldn't be able to improve on that blue line hypothetically if they got so would line.
0: you feel better about this, Jay, if maybe you flipped some things around like what if it was mcdavid? Bogle Hyman, you flip one of them to the left side, and then you know maybe you I have think, nudes well, with dry. I don't what, like that well, though. Like I really love the look of that third line. Like that looks amazing. Thank you. Um, it's just the second line is not. It's. I'm starting it's to. Not enough unless. Uh,
2: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if you
0: got Jenner and Nick out. I, I thought about it. If you got both, and then that way you can, because you can't have that second line going against like second but, line. Okay, but how does Nick Dow help you? He can. She, like you got if if you can give the second line a better matchup, because Nick Dow can be put up uh, against to shut down a a tougher line. Then maybe if you give them easier conditions, what if you? Well, sorry, just long that just line. Really load up, like if you go deep bottom six, that opens opens up the the matchups that second line needs, I can maybe Get on board take a me? sip of that Kool-Aid.
1: <laughs> well, I think another layer to this too that should be considered, I, I, I think it's clear that Warren Fogel isn't good enough to play without Leon he needs, fairly,
0: But that's fine. Like, that's
1: but, fine. He's and I'm new happy to admit that, but that's fine. But if that's the case, then trade him. Because that's maybe. the only way you could likely upgrade on a second line player. Is if you got rid of
0: well, you but you look someone. at it two different ways. Either we we improve the circumstance to give that line in the regular season can perform mm-hmm. better matchups, so they have a chance in the playoffs because of what you done with your bottom six, or you do what you suggested, trade Fogel So, but you know, and 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 to now pump Warren Fogle's tires, like he's proven that he can be a shooter for Leon Dryson, yeah. Right, had So he's had success. So like, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Like, we shouldn't shy away from that. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's just a different way to look at it, where it it gives you your second line of your dreams, my dreams. But we do some things to just give them the best chance of success in the playoffs.
1: I think they should. And we play-
0: have two third lines. as your third fourth?
1: Two. Oh, I assume. I think they should. That's a these- really good third line. I think they should put these lines together. Obviously, Boone Jenna get him if you can, but even Scott Lawton, I think would work as that yeah, guy. Yeah. Someone like that. They need to get maybe more of a veteran player of that third line with that said, I think McLeod could succeed there in the playoffs. I just don't think those three guys can succeed there together. Yeah. There you go. I'll, I'll say that tomorrow for Frank as well.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll run it past I'll Frank. Keep it locked and See locked.
1: what he's got to say. Yeah. Um, there was an article up at
0: OilersNation.com from Sunil, who is very good and he loves the numbers. And I, I'm always intrigued when he comes up with an idea like this, because if it makes sense to Sunil, it's probably a pretty good thought. What about David Perron? We're going to get a chance to see him tonight for the Detroit Red Wings, 35 years old, 10 goals in 45 games so far this season, but a guy who scored at a 20 plus goal pace, one, two, three, four, five straight seasons. This will be potentially number six. If he heats up a little bit pending UFA, Cap hit $4.75 million. I don't think Detroit is going to sell, but similar to the idea of New Jersey and Toffoli, if they were, or if Detroit was maybe in a spot where they want to do a little bit of both, would you be open to something like that? Yes. I, I, well, like I, I, like have all our other options gone away, I, I'm open to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, where would you slot them in? So oh, pull back out. up Liam's team. <laughs> Uh, it's perfect. <laughs> so the reason I'm not high on him is cause I'm kind of like, okay, if we're talking about a slow boots winger who gets you 15 to 20 some goals, <clears throat> didn't you just get Corey Perry? Like is David Perron, not just Corey Perry again. Yeah. And Corey yeah, Perry yeah. Is probably a I better a David Perron. I think Perron has a little bit more gas in the tank can maybe move a little bit better, but like, you know, I don't love Corey Perry as a second line winger come playoff time, so I'm not sure if I'd love Perron as a second line winger come playoff time, and I'm not sure if they need to be in the market for bottom six wingers.
1: You know, like so. Who who are all the options on the right side second line right now? It's Gensel, Teresenko, yeah, Eberly, Konechny. I think Konechni's done. Me too. Eberly. What do you mean he's done? Uh, I, there was reports last week saying like he wants to be a, a flyer for life.
0: Oh I come wanted connect. to be a predator for life connect me come on man predator yes thank you <laughs> thanks for clarifying that leo <laughs> everyone would have been so confused with what i meant <laughs> just don't want any
1: yep. misconception on the show uh,
0: anyway so those are kind of the <laughs> options um for right
1: now <laughs> I I like I like Everly. He'd be good. Yeah, plays one thousandth game as an oiler. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool. How much? I love
0: I- the story of Everly coming back, but I don't know if he's the guy.
1: I just looked through all the options, and it's like Gent's is one, and I think that's clear and above everyone, and everyone else is kind of like, yeah, he'd be great. But it's like how much of an upgrade truly is he? I guess, like, like I said, I like Eberly, but also he has nine goals this season, and Fogo has twelve.
0: Here, here's one from Jake: Everly or Peron, which one would you prefer? I think Everly because he brings you a little bit of something different.
1: I think Eberly brings you what you need more than Peron.
0: I just like,
1: right? but I love Peron, Cup top winner,
0: part. like, he's got the dog in him. You don't think Everly would have the dog in him? Oh, fuck. Well, not to, not to Peron's level. He's pretty good in the playoffs as of late. I'm not slight. Year, I'm, this is not a slight against Eberly. This is just saying Brown has got that doubt.
1: And he had a fight this year. Both players have been suspended this season. Oh, yeah. He's getting he's
0: getting like grizzly, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. getting, in his old age. It's an interesting question. Um, just quickly, while we're on the topic of some trade discussion, Frank Saravali today on Daily Face Off Live said the Flames and Devils had more or less agreed to a deal for Jacob Markstrom. Uh, Markstrom was agreeing to go something. Fell apart. Man, the idea of the Flames moving Markstrom is fascinating. I don't know what or how much they'll get for him. I know, I think it was Eric Francis who maybe was the one talking about how it may have fallen apart due to like retained money. So that might have been the issue. But if you're the Flames, man, if you were willing to keep some of Jacob Markstrom, I would imagine if you're keeping money on someone like Markstrom who has two more years, you're getting an absolute haul for
1: him. But I wonder what that would even be. I wonder what they would be able to to get out and need Jack Hughes. Did you see Jack Hughes' comments? No. <laughs> so <laughs> Yesterday? Last it won, right? It Three, one, yeah. Was. And he's like, yeah, it's crazy what happens when you get saves from your goalies. It goes a lot,
0: lot easier to win when you get saves. <laughs> so geez, right, wow, scathing. Yeah, a bit harsh. Team guy, which I maybe lines up that. with the idea that they were close to getting Markstrom. Maybe Jack Hughes <laughs> knows they were close to getting Markstrom and is trying to Send give a management signal. a little, come on, let's go. Um, but Jacob Markstrom turns the Devils back into a cup contender, doesn't he? They probably also need a D man, but.
1: Someone's, yeah, where are they in the standings in right now? Point. They're not in a playoff spot. Well, no, I they didn't turn not. them into a cup contender. Makes them a playoff team for sure. Dude, that. Ooh, they're not in a playoff spot right now. If they get Dougie Hamilton back for a playoff push? Yeah, that'd be great. I think they're a really good team, but I just luck and I think.
0: They are third in the. Uh, oh, they're one spot out, I guess. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I just think them moving on from certain defensemen this past summer was a mistake. Like, like Graves like, moved I'm out, Severson. Severson moved out. Like, I think fine to move on from one. Graves was a on. tough one. To move on from two, it's, just, yeah. it's
0: a well, lot to give up. On. And then Hamilton gets hurt, and yeah, then like, Egenthaler gets hurt. Right, Hughes has well. missed 16 games this year. So yeah. you're asking yeah.
1: a lot from like, you look at the blue line John Marino, Colin Miller, Kevin Ball, Ball. Yeah. Luke Hughes, Simon Nemich. I don't know, how will say that name, and Nick DeSimone.
0: Who they picked up on waivers from Calgary, I believe.
1: Yeah. I, you know
0: what scares me about the Flames and Devils talking is the Devils also need a D-man, and I'd be worried they make a lunge towards Chris Tanev. I wonder if Tanev's part of that deal. That's what I mean. Yeah. Or maybe they couldn't get Tanev, and that's what fell apart. Nine, or maybe they, man,
1: they or Just pull the trigger and get Tanev already. Just nine, go get him. $9 million in cap space right now, the Devils.
0: Go get Tanev. The love of anything. anything. I mean, who, hey, maybe the Devils wanted Hannafin in this deal, right? Like, maybe the deal sure. could turn into something bigger is kind of what I'm thinking. Hannafin,
1: I Hannafin don't would want to make a that. little bit more sense because he's a lefty, right? Yeah. Looking at their blue line, their right side, no means elite, but it's like John Marino, Colin Miller, and I'm pretty sure Luke Hughes is a righty and Simon Nemitz is also a righty.
0: Jeez. Uh, so they're good on righties. So the left side right now. Who's, I who's think got Luke, that kind of right-handed D-depth?
1: Luke Hughes must play the left now. As a mm-hmm. necessity, because that left side demo.
0: Flip on his other side, Kevin Ball. Flip him around. If Seven. only a website like David Daily Faceoff. David Faceoff. David Faceoff. Face <laughs> uh, yeah, they have Kevin Ball playing with Nemich. Have you been to David Faceoff? <laughs> he, he was on the left side with John Marino Don't. and Santari Hataka with Colin uh, Miller, so on. Yeah, uh, you forgot about Hataka. Oh, I just didn't attempt it. Ah, uh, you just <laughs> you looked at it. You're like, you know what? Yeah. Who's gonna know? Didn't
1: know how to say it.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, fair enough fair enough all right oh, there you
1: oh, go and even Liam <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you're hosting today um should we get to our big guest then host is he here I yes think I saw him here. yeah he's here all right uh the star mechanical guest line for Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company they've been doing it for more than 20 years a company you can trust With all of your plumbing and heating needs, visit them online at StarMechanical.ca. Stephen Ellis is our daily face-off prospect analyst and the most interesting man in the company. Mister Ellis, what's been going on as of late? How's your sim racing league? What else you got going on?
2: Oh, well, you know, there's been. uh, I watched some Romanian hockey a few days ago. I watched some Serbian hockey, so you know, it's been uh, it's been busy.
0: What kind of website are you watching Serbian hockey on? And what else can you do on
2: that website? (laughs) I'd kill you if I had to tell you, I think. So I'm not going to give you that information. (laughs)
0: Uh, You wrote a very nice piece over at dailyfaceoff.com as a part of our deadline countdown about teams who got some prospects to move. And you listed the Oilers in that group as well. Um, I guess just in terms of where you ranked them, you had them sort of in your top five. Is this a comment that, hey, maybe the Oilers actually have some decent prospects or is this more a comment of like, Mm. oh, they should be willing to move the few they have?
2: it's definitely the latter i still have the oilers as one of my worst teams in terms of a uh, prospect pipeline and you guys watch the the oilers you guys know the team like you know that's not really a shock i like dylan holloway a guy that uh, you you said earlier today on the face off Live. i would not be trading him if you don't have to but if that's the piece to get you what you need uh in terms of whatever that actually has to be uh that's the most attractive option in my opinion that they have i know frank said more on the broberg side I don't know. I just, I don't love Broberg by any means. Just other guys that do so much of the same thing that he could do, but are better defensively that uh, if you were looking for a defenseman, that's not who I would go for. So um, yeah, it's more of they should go all in every single year, as long as they've got Connor McDavid and Leon Saddle. That's how I look at it.
0: It's fair. I mean, when you look though, so you had Holloway, you had Broberg, you had a guy like Xavier Borgo as well, but you also had the first and the second round picks that they have coming up in the next few drafts or the firsts they have in the next couple of drafts. If What what would you be more comfortable with, I guess, if you were Ken Holland? Moving the first or moving on from a prospect who's got a couple of years of development under him? like Which way do you think they should
2: lean? Like if we go going in terms of... Holloway definitely again, has the most value. Then you can argue the first-round pick. If, if it became down to moving the first-round pick or moving Philip Roberg, I'm moving Philip Roberg. Um Obviously, again, all of this has to be in play. Like, are, are you guys looking at this being an all-in year for the Oilers?
0: Yes, <laughs> every year is. Yes. Has to be, has to be.
2: Like Again, I kind of just look at it as throw everything that it takes to make this happen. Uh, If you're throwing the first round pick, obviously this year is a very good draft um, in terms of, you know, especially on the defensive depth. But if the Oilers are, you know, picking, if they think that they're going to go as far as the conference final, those picks are not going to be worth as much this year. So uh, I think in just in that case, again, just you got to throw everything on the table here.
1: What is Xavier Borgo right now? I mean, you look at him in in his draft class and you you look at pick twenty three and you see Wyatt Johnston, who's an everyday player for the Dallas Stars, and Borgo looks nowhere to be close to being anywhere near the Oilers lineup right now. Is he is he having a good season? He has 16 points in 40 games.
2: Yeah, the offense isn't really coming in for him. Uh I think he's a really smart player. And we saw that um, you know, watching him the QMJHL a couple of years ago, this guy was one of the best players. Uh, in that league and um late birthday in that case, too, so I was still impressive there. I think it's just he, there's some deception levels in his game that can make him pretty good, but he's not showing it all the time. Uh, I think that he's um uh, the when I watched him play back and uh, I want to say it was early fall this year, the one thing I look about him is he's so good in like small area games uh he's good under pressure but the points are just not showing up. And that's the thing that's kind of losing it for me. Talking to some scouts recently that said, you know, there's talent there. He could do a lot. It's just not working. Uh, whether or not he could unlock that, I'm not totally sure. But again, I'm not very high on a lot of prospects in this Oilers system. And uh, he doesn't really do a whole lot for me there.
0: Uh, you listed Matt Capone in there. And that's a guy who's, I think, far from being a household name, even just amongst Oilers fans, not a guy you hear a lot about or anything. Tell me a little bit about Matt Caponi and why he cracked your little list.
2: Yeah, I guess the fact that he's a college player, you know, buys a bit more time where if you're able to trade him and say, hey, look, you know, he's having a good season at Merrimack. It could be something where he's a bit of a long, uh, you know, a long term thing that could be valuable for teams that are looking more long term here. So obviously, you know, he's not a postal name. I'm looking at him as maybe a fifth, sixth best prospect in the system right now. Uh, and someone who went kind of a weird path to get to where he is. He was never really a highly rated prospect. He was, I don't remember what draft round he was in at this point, but he was not a big guy. He went from AAA to prep. Like he didn't exactly have this high profile uh, thing for him. But I think what we've seen in the last couple of years is just, he consistently gets better. He consistently looks more confident with the puck and he's putting up some good numbers there. So someone that's willing to kind of wait a little longer could get a nice piece out of him if he's moved. He's not going to bring in a ton of value, but he's someone you could throw into a trade to add that extra value to take you over the hump there. Uh,
0: I love the line that you start the the article with. The NHL trade deadline is where mistakes are made. You've written a couple other pieces about prospects that could be moved at the deadline. If you had to circle a prospect who's on a contending team, who could maybe shake loose, who's the best candidate for the... Philip Forsberg for Martin Erad award, we'll call it. Is there one prospect that you're like super high on that's on a contending team that you're like, whatever you do, just don't move that guy.
2: Oh, don't move them all. Uh, I think the Jets would really be bummed if they moved Brad Lambert. I think the future is so bright there. I think uh, a guy that a lot of people had him when his draft year in 2022 was a top three prospect at the start of the season, just things weren't working out for him. But he's just improved so much more. He's become so much more of a dangerous player. Uh, in terms of like a, kind of the other way around, though, the Devils need to add a goaltender desperately, and you guys were talking about a few minutes ago. Jameis Casey's the guy that makes that happen. Five-foot-nine defenseman, not big, but he hits hard, scores a lot, puts up great numbers. Uh, he kind of took over the role that Luke Hughes had at uh, the University of Michigan. Someone like him is probably not a top-pairing defenseman in the NHL and probably not a top-pairing defenseman on the Devils specifically. But that's a guy you would throw in and get a piece. But in terms of who you wouldn't want to trade any points, don't trade Brad Lambert, or Winnipeg. You're going to love him.
0: Fair. Yeah, maybe that's what Calgary's trying to. Couldn't get, couldn't get him. And be interesting. no marquee for you. Were you uh, watching the Bean Pot last night?
2: Uh, no. What was I doing last night? Uh, I've. I was. I watched the duel in the Detroit a couple of days ago. That was pretty good. But uh, yeah. I saw a couple of what Celebrini did. Celebrini's just. I hope he stays one more year in college just so we get him and Eiserman together because those two played together at Shattuck St. Marie um, and, and Celebrini could go straight to the NHL, but man, if he was the willing to just spend one more year in college, I think we would see one of the best college seasons we've ever seen.
0: What kind of, fir- what kind of first overall pick is Macklin Celebrini? I think we all recognize he's going to be the guy, uh-huh. um, but I know, I, I think you were the one who commented on D.F. live. I was you, he would have gone second overall last year. Like, that kind of good? Is he right in that conversation with the Bedards and things like that?
2: Yeah, like he's a bit of a different player than let's say Adam Fantilli and he played college last year so we can kind of compare and offensively they're putting up very similar numbers but when it comes to what Celebrini does it's just He's got that quick release, like a shot, like what Bedard does. He's got that skill where if you watch that goal, he scored to win bronze with Canada's under 18 team last year. He did it with an injured shoulder. And it was still like one of the nicest goals you saw all year long. Uh, He's talking to some scouts about what makes him so, so good is he thinks the game at such a high level. He's so quick. He adapts to things quickly, Uh, came into college. It was like, how is he going to adjust to the physical side of things? Because, you know, he was dominant on the power play last year in Chicago Steel, didn't always need to get physical, but he was throwing so many hits to well, juniors, through camp, through college. This looks like a guy that's so mature for his age. And there's a reason that he fast-tracked, because he, he technically wasn't eligible originally to play college this year, but he fast-tracked his school to be able to play a year early. And it's been so good for him because he's been in the weight room, he's worked with older players, uh, and he's been able to benefit so much from that that he's just there's no evident flaw in his game. And you could see there, there were flaws in like Fantilli's game, for example, he would make some defensive mistakes or Bill Carlson. I don't think anyone kind of saw him as being this 90 point guy in the NHL. But when it comes to Celebrini, he's going to put up 90 points in a season. He's going to throw hits. He's going to play good defensive hockey. He's, he's number one most of the years. Uh, obviously last year, you know, Bedard was the clear number one. He wasn't going to pass him there, but I do think that was a, not as far off as some people might think they were pretty close you want to wrap it up yeah
1: what do you make this ncaa and chl merger that seemed like it was going to happen and then yesterday seemed like it's nowhere close do you think this would be a good thing
2: yeah more personally i'd rather see the nhl like ahl chl agreement kind of go away so players can go to ahl instead i think with college it was like I, I don't think we were going to see those star players in the CHL go to college. Um, it maybe would have benefited someone like Matthew Savoy and what he's doing this year. And like, there's no point in him putting up these points. Um, I know there's some people calling this a dead issue. Doesn't sound like that's fully the case. Cause we could be looking at a legal case here, but uh, this has been a topic that's come up so many times in the last 10 years. It's not going to go away. I do think eventually it's going to happen. Um, but right now it's uh, it's, I think for the sake of hockey, it would have been really cool to see some of those smaller programs really benefit from some, again, the CHL guys, because the USHL is still amazing. It's still going to get, send all those great guys, like university of Michigan probably wouldn't be impacted too much, but I think the overall pool of competition would have been so much better to the point where like, it would have been good for the players. It would have been good for the programs. It's a shame. It's not going to happen. I do think it will happen at some point, maybe not now, maybe not in five years, but I just don't see it being something that's going to not happen at some point.
0: Always a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for doing this, Stephen. Yeah, thanks so much. Stephen Ellis on the Star Mechanical guest line. Find them online, starmechanical.ca. Always good insight. Find his work at dailyfaceoff.com. Puck Pooley's podcast as well on the DFO YouTube. I'm going to parlay that conversation into our Sherwood Ford giant question of the day brought to you by Sherwood Ford in the mobile service van. It will come to customers in the Edmonton region for Plenty of things. Oil changes, winter tire swaps, whatever you need. Give them a ring, book it online. They also have the valet pickup and delivery services. My favorite. Plenty of reasons to make Sherwood Ford, the giant, your next dealership. All right, gents. Out of those, kind of we'll call break them into the five assets. Holloway, Borgo, Broberg, Matt, Capone, and the <laughs> first and second round. Where's picks. the chance? Where's Colby's boy? I'm I know why him, I was it. asking about the bean pot because I was hoping he watched last night and could yeah. give us some insight into the Chance. But those five assets, which ones would you be okay with them moving? plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Everyone uh, but
0: Holloway. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're alright with them moving Broberg because Frank kind of alluded to it being the other way that no Broberg's maybe the one you don't move when you move everything else because you got forwards and whatever. Do they you, have forwards? I think you can trade the highest on Broberg right now. I mean, the highest would be Holloway. I know, but like well, hey, he, in my world, untouchable, he's untouchable. untouchable. In in my Morgan. world. Yeah. on Liam's roster, untouchable.
1: He's on my roster is my fourth on center.
0: Yeah, I, Holloway's is untouchable. <laughs> I just when someone like Bruce Kerlock again, we like bringing on but the guests. Once again, who's coming back? It, that's part of it too. Like I'm not moving if, if Calgary goes. Hey, we'll do Broberg for Tanev one for one. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it for a rental. If I'm moving no. Broberg, I'm getting a guy with turn. Connect me.
1: Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be the right deal. <sighs> I don't know. Like we've come this far with Broberg. I would like to see him play. For for the Edmonds, okay. but I'm not worried about it. Like I,
0: it, all in, in man. Else. It's all like, in. Like it's, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm open to like, oh, I hate to say this. Like I'm, I'm open to Dylan holiday, holiday, holiday oops, all the way. If it's the right, if it gets you connect me, if it's the right thing, because you like, it's you're right. As long as you got Connor David and Leon dryson on, on your roster, like we have to go all in. We have to go on deep run. So it's, it's not thinking about five years from now. But you always you from. always need to keep a little bit of an eye on two years from now or next year. But like year. how did, was, but how like, did Tampa do it? I know, did, dude, like, they're just like, dealing picks and prospects guys like, like Broberg and Holloway aren't five years from now. They're right now or next year. Like yeah, 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 but you have to you have to move on from one of them. I think you can maybe get accomplish what you need to with just picks. Move awake-y. Ah, uh, but I like Bo, but yeah, you might have to, but he's a shinier because he's got the new prospect shine on him, right? Like who actually is more important or would be more impactful to the others? there's Bo Ake or Philip Broberg, but yeah no, it, it, fair, and I guess, but thinking about now put you acquiring like the 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 team you're doing a deal with, yeah. who do you want? yeah, that's fair how do you how do you push him like Bo A he's like a throw in mm-hmm. a sexy throw in, yeah. All right. uh, Let's continue along. Let's get back into the short for giant game day swing of things here. Let me give you my game notes for today brought to you by tourism Jasper. The theme of game notes today is uh, the Oilers lack of five on five scoring coming out of the all-star break. The Oilers have been held without a five on five goal in two of the three games since returning from the break in their last five games. They only have five goals at five on five. We have a four on five goal though, for God's sake. We do have a shorty, which sure that'll help. That that's worth say that is mildly harder than a five on five. Jason Greger writes his game notes at OilersNation.com every single game day. You can go there and check it out. Um, but he had an interesting note in there. The Oilers are ranked number one on any site that tracks expected goals, whether it's sport logic, natural, Trick, whatever. The Oilers are number one. It doesn't matter the formula. Gregor says the Oilers have created the most chances, but they haven't been able to finish enough of their quality chances. I think that is bang on, man. When you look at that game against the LA Kings, crossbar, crossbar, Corey Perry backdoor, can't raise the puck. Like they need to start burying some chances. And this was an issue during the winning streak. Again, when the, when was the last time they scored more than four goals in a game? It's still that first game in January. And tonight. Well, you're going up against a Red Wings team that is been outshot or tied in shots in five consecutive games. So they've been giving up some looks, haven't been outchancing the opposition. They've allowed nine five on five goals against in their last five games. So almost averaging two five on five goals against per game. If there was a team who you could maybe get rolling against five on five scoring wise, it is the Detroit Red Wings. Good PK or decent PK. Good PK. Give up a decent amount of goals, though. They do score a lot and they have a tendency to outscore their problems. Another thing working in their favor to wrap up game notes is Alex Lyon, who's been playing pretty good. A 9-17 save percentage over the last 15 games. He's 3 1 and 1 in his last five, with just 13 goals against in that span. So he's been playing some pretty good hockey. Good get. Just uh pick him up, not even pick him up off the scrap heap. He played so well for Florida, and then randomly no one wanted him again in the summer. Um, yeah. Alex Line, nine twenty-one save percentage on the year. That so is another so another one that just you know was on the global radar, but just was not on our radar. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into our keys to victory then for uh, tonight. Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. Uh For me, I'm just. They got to get scoring. And one guy I'm looking at is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He has not scored a five-on-five goal in 13 consecutive games. He is one of those guys that they need to get going because when Nugent is humming, that means the top six is humming along and the Oilers are scoring. Ryan Nugent Hopkins find the back of the net. Oilers start scoring at five-on-five. That is my key to victory for Sherwood Power Sports. And Marine Liam, you got one?
1: Uh, yes, I do. Uh, third line to score a goal is my key to victory. That happens, I mean, surely somebody else gets one, right? probably not from the fourth line, but so I want to
0: see nude score to spark the five on five scoring. You want to see the third line do it? Yeah. Contribute offensively. Okay. Um, I guess we're just going to pick on lines here. Uh, I, I, I'm excited, uh, and want to see the second line start bearing some of their chances. They were creating, they were hard to play against. They were like owning possession, uh, you know, for large stretches there. So, get them to actually bury on some of those chances that they're creating and those opportunities and, uh, you know, cakewalk. Yeah. Uh, pride says, Tyler, the Oilers scored five on Friday. Yes, they did get the empty netter, which pushed them to five goals, but I would hardly call that game against the ducks an offensive explosion. Sure. I still want to see a little bit more, but you're correct. They have now scored five or more goals twice in the last month didn't and hit a half the two and a half though. I needed the two and a half. Oh yeah. You were really chasing the juice. Hey, eh? Well, it's it's a shitty game to bet on. Yeah, gotta taste the juice. Uh, all right. There you go. Keys to victory brought to you by Sherwood Power Sports and Marine opening up in spring of 2024. And it will be your home for everything. Yamaha boats, boat motors, dirt bikes, ATV side-by-sides, and motorcycles right in the heart of Sherwood Park. And everything you need to get up on your Yamaha gear at Sherwood Power Sports and Yamaha. Marine. Yamaha. All right. Continuing along. Should we do? Should we bet? do some bets always challenge. let's do oh, the challenge we got a yeah. challenge yeah. betway game day betting challenge i still suck at it so you know i'll keep Shock. grinding away um do we have the updated one for you i am just eroding this is the old units. one. Oh, that's the new one that's not no, what i thought i was I doing you didn't, didn't change, change. mine I was uh, making my lineup. Uh, yo, okay. Too busy watching the crew game. Yeah, probably. All right, well, you can flash it up anyways. Mine's not right, but Jay and Liam's are. Jay, what do you like right. tonight? Uh well, once again, like I think the Oilers will score a bunch, but uh, you know, we're coming out of, you know, we're in a, kind of an uncertain time. So definitely picking the oilers to win. Over five and a half goals at two to one. Is you just gotta
1: see one go through the
0: hoop. It's just it's just nice. Uh also. Keep an eye on. I'm going to be sprinkling on. I know it's not a two-bet segment, but Ekholm's overdue for a goal. Well, you can only pick once. You're going money line in the over. Liam, what do you like with an Ekholm backup?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, Oilers to win. Dry Saddle two plus points for plus two hundo.
0: All right. Second line was good. I am just trying to see one go through the hoop, so I'm not even chasing the juice. Evan Bouchard, over two and a half shots on goal. He had five against the LA Kings. I think the power play will get some looks on home ice tonight. The Red Wings give up a decent amount of shots. They like getting outshot, So I'm going to go with Bouchard over two and a half shots at plus 115.
1: Wow, his shot prop has not been hitting recently.
0: Well, it hit last game, so I think he's trending in the right direction. Before that, he had two shots in four games. Well, looks like combined. Combined. Yeah, he wasn't exactly ripping the pill there for a little bit. But to be fair to him, he was hitting a lot of posts. I think he's got a post in back-to-back games or three posts in his last two games or something like that. So I think he's getting itchy. So I think we'll see Bouchard throw it to the Too much iron in your diet. Too, too, too much itchy. iron in his diet. So there you go. The game day betting challenge for our friends at Betway 19. Please play responsibly. Uh Wendy's survivor game. Anybody still kicking?
1: I am because I, I did not go with your pick yesterday.
0: The I had Vegas Golden Knights over 30 and a half shots on goal. They finished with 30. Are you kidding me?
1: I had New Jersey Devils goal in the first period. You still in?
0: Uh, No, I'm out. I bet the exact same thing as you. Oh, you did? So I was super pissed. Uh, So, Liam, what do you like tonight?
1: Uh, Let me see what I picked. I think I went with a little bit of a crazy one here. Uh, Let me check. Yeah, I went Tyler Sagan point. He's having an
0: unbelievable (laughs) year. Low key. He's almost
1: at 20 goals already. 42 points in 52 games. I think that's a... That's not bad. Yeah. Right. That's what I 16% clicked. 15% of the peeps
0: are rolling with you. Yeah. A lot of the public rolling with uh Boston to beat Tampa. I w- I don't like betting against the Bolts. Not that they've had a great season by any means. But it still. is
1: in Boston, though.
0: Yeah, okay. That's fair. San Sergachev. Mm-hmm. Boy, I think it. I if I had a pick Liam. I think I would go with what you're doing there with Tyler Sagan, and that might oh, be a curse. So that's not good for me. I'm, I might have to change it. Oh, D cards. Here. Uh, to be fair, Vegas hit five posts yesterday. So that makes me feel even better. If one of those posts would have just been a shot on net, I would have still been alive, still well, kicking. If, if Brock Purdy didn't kneel, you know, for that half yard. Did that happen in the Super Bowl? He what? His 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 uh his prop missed because of his, his because of his kneel. Oh wow. He took Right at the end of regulation. Right end, yeah, Dude, I got Jeez. screwed. I had a parlay of Moneyline Chiefs, McCaffrey touchdown, over 47 and a half points. Oh. Finished with 47 because they don't kick the extra point. I will give you something one worse. Please do. I had a plus 1100 five leg prop parlay and it required uh Vendez, Marquez, MBS. MBS. <laughs> to get 22 yards or something. And he elected to run backwards <laughs> after he caught that ball, which would have got me to hit the prop. Yeah. And he, all he had to do was go down Just and it go down like a five yard game. He yeah, ended up losing like eight. Yard, he lost yeah. four yards on the play. Yeah. So it was like an eight yard Delta or more. Yeah. And that was killed me. I couldn't believe it. Like that was
2: earlier, right? Yeah.
0: There was my yeah. prop. He wow. would have, uh, that he's lucky they won because that yeah, play okay. would have been talked about a lot more if they had uh,
1: lost. It all crazy. goes down to the
0: blocked uh, point after.
1: Yeah, oh, that Ope, guy defense. tearing his Achilles just running on the field. That was crazy. That like was from that point on, if you were a 49ers money line better, you should have known. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you weren't gonna win. Cash out, Thank cash you. out, live bet the Chiefs. whatever it was. Yep. Even if you're down, oh, out. I live bet the comeback
0: plus 290. Thank you. Oh. That's juicy. I live bet it plus 200 too. I just took them before OT. Still cash, but I didn't get the payout you did. Uh, Okay, we're going to wrap up the show with the menu for our friends at DoorDash. 25% off, zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. Dash that for the win with restaurants, groceries, and more delivered right to your door with DoorDash. new episode of Oilers Nation Radio will drop a little bit later on this afternoon. Pre gaming with Boardsy at six o'clock tonight, since it is a seven o'clock puck drop. And who's on uh, post game with you? I haven't even looked at the schedule. Yeah, All right. <laughs> <Do> we, <laughs> we know. We should make it. Oh, yes, go ahead. But we should make an AZ announcement. Well, yeah, I was just going to say going through the week here on Thursday, Liam and I are going to be doing a watch along for the game against the St. Louis Blues. So you can tune in live on the Oilers Nation at YouTube, the return of our Betway watch parties.
1: Yes, because they play only home games for the rest of the month. And we like doing them
0: for road games. So Liam and I and guests will be live for the entire game against
1: the uh, St. Louis Blues. Chris Osgood will be there.
0: Doubtful. You never know. Still leaving us on red. Classic Osgood, though. It's just a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we are doing a watch party. Yeah, Daki says, hell yeah, I love the watch along. We'll do a watch party on or a watch along on Thursday. And then heading into the weekend, the Oilers play the Stars, that matinee on Saturday. And not then, at 1030 in the morning. Not at oh, 1030, not 1030, 1 o'clock in the, or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, whatever the hell it was. We,
1: I we'll can't read. be in Phoenix
0: Sunday. Nope. No, we, we we'll. leave Sunday morning.
1: Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. I'll be at the Scotties on Saturday. Of course you will. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Calgary. <laughs>
0: Uh, Jennifer Jones. Happy retirement to Jennifer Jones. Oh, really? She'll be done
1: at the end of the season. She's
0: hanging up the cleats. Retiring from, well, the slider. Uh, Retiring from four-person curling is Jennifer Jones. So So she's going to the mix? I think she'll do mixed doubles, yeah.
1: Seems to be the way
0: for a lot of these Friend of the show, John Morris, does that. He also does the two-person curling. That's, yeah, mixed doubles. Oh. Oh, (laughs) So there you go. Big (laughs) curling. Does anyone even really know what the hell they're talking about? Arizona announcement, Jay. (laughs) Yes. So for those of you in Arizona that are with us on the nation vacation or not with us, but are there and are going to the game, we'll announce the destination where, but we have landed a pregame and postgame hospitality partner. We will be doing live shows for pregame and live shows for postgame. I heard it's only a Gavin said, five-minute walk to the it's rink. I think <laughs> We can make it in three. It's one of the closer bars to the uh, rink. And so we'll set up shop very early. We'll have a fun live show. Uh, we'll bring some stuff to give away for people in attendance. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So shout out Gavin for uh, getting that organized in short order. Yeah. I think we might even... I was thinking maybe we do a bit of a longer show. Just do like pre-gaming ON everyday hybrid mm-hmm. and just... Bring it right up. End it ended a little bit early because I want, you know, I want to make sure we enjoy it. Like everyone gets to enjoy the game. So maybe we'll start. We're planning now live on the air, but we'll do 90 <laughs> minutes leading right up or 90 minutes before the game. And we'll wrap it up 30 minutes before the game. Yeah. yeah. Just tighten yeah. tight and then throw the equipment in the closet and come back, come back and we'll have post game breakdown a dub. There you go. I like that. I like that. All right. Big stuff. Whether you're in Arizona and you want to come to the bar, keep it locked on where we're going to be going. If you're watching along, we will have pre and post game coverage live yeah. from Zona after watching the Oilers at the Mullet Arena. Um, all right. Are you going to the game tonight? No, I'm, I'm not. Going to the game. I'm going to the game. I'm excited. I've been to the game in a while. Yeah, I haven't been to a game in a long time either, but I'm um, Did they win last time you went? When did I go last? Uh, just wait, just wait, just wait. It was during the sixth game heater. It was the January 4th. Yes, of course they won. <laughs> okay. Also people keep saying you're not wearing socks. I'm wearing short socks. Yeah. Like that's the play. Everybody wear short socks. It's the no look,
1: yo. That's my Detroit Lions socks.
0: People were like, nice. Doug Waite was in there and he was like, Doug Waite. Yeah. He was like, wear some socks, Jay. It's gross. You don't know fashion. Doug Wade understands the no socks sock game. Are okay. those your Detroit Lions socks? Yes. My silver R.I.P. All right. <laughs> uh, Doug Wade also said, where are most of your tickets located in Arizona? We're sitting in the den. We're sitting in the den, boy, Sitting in the den. It's going to be a lot wait. Of fun. All right. That is a wrap on today's edition of the show. A short for giant game day edition of things. New episode of Oilers Station radio. Drop uh, it in a little bit. Devil's advocate, JBD. You might be right. Oh, the bar. Ah, little oh, I was
1: trying to look. Oh, Liam had a, Liam has a map of Scottsdale. <laughs> I was trying to measure five minutes. Couldn't find it. I didn't know where to go. What are you what are you using to measure? Yeah. Just my eyes. And five minutes in any map. direction of the <laughs> remember the, the guy
0: who who uh assigned a, uses a stone to determine his weight. <laughs> there all right that's a wrap on today's edition of the show for our friends at sports closet charm diamond centers oh, tours and jasper Sherwood ford at the giant service credit union steven ellis on the star mechanical guest line Sherwood power sports and marine betway doordash and the wendy's survivor game enjoy the game tonight we'll chat with you again on pre-gaming and then again tomorrow at 1201 mountain thank you for watching oilers nation every day hit the subscribe button to never miss a show and for more visit OilersNation.com.